0: Father, we just want to thank you once again this morning. We come to your throne room of grace. Lord, we want to seek for mercy and for grace. We need you this morning. We need you to, Father, touch us and quicken us. Lord, that you would make my tongue the pen of a ready writer and you would make all of our hearts. Father, sensitive to, so that, Lord, your laws can be written in the deepmost parts of our inner man. And that you, can, that you would cause us to walk in your ways. Anoint us this morning, O oh Lord, afresh to understand your ways, to understand your heart. And Lord, to follow you, no matter what the situations and circumstances you might be going through. To that, and I pray that you would bless us, O oh Lord, and anoint us in the speaking and the hearing of today's word. We thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Um. Uh, if you are in Hyderabad, one of the terrors of every driver, if you have a car, okay, is that somebody would bump into you, okay. And uh, at least 90%, 95% of Hyderabad cars are full of dents, okay. Scratches, dents, either you have, you have caused those scratches or dents or somebody caused scratches on your car. So, essentially... It's a give and take and understanding relationship we have in Hyderabad. <coughs> yeah, yeah, because, sorry, 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 you uh, know, okay. This is essentially Hyderabad, no? Um, or battered, cars are battered from all directions, and sometimes battered beyond repair. And cars come, and I mean, you have the tow van, and just being, towing the cars away. And if you don't have insurance, they're irredeemable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No? And, uh, of course, uh, people who are having luxury cars, uh, they have a different ball game altogether. You have to be very scared to touch a luxury car. Okay. All right. Thing is, our lives are like that, actually. <laughs> I mean, in some sense. Battered, bruised from all directions. We battered somebody. They battered us. And some people like Cain have battered somebody completely redeemable, finished, gone. Okay, complete battered lives, distressed and punched from all directions. And um, (laughs) there's no insurance, right? I mean, if our lives are like that, one of the one of the verses. Famous favorite verses that we learned as brothers uh, during lockdown is Psalm 49. It says, um, None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their souls is costly. That means no doesn't matter how much premium you pay.
1: Is that okay? All right, sorry.
0: Yeah. It doesn't matter um, uh, Moses okay, no matter how much premium you pay, there's no insurance policy to redeem your soul. the redemption of their co- souls is costly, and it can and it shall cease forever that he should continue to live eternally and not see the period. It's impossible to redeem a soul okay that is the reason why Jesus came right that is the reason why he says in in mark chapter ten verse forty five I'm right or forty he says The son of man has come to give his life life as a ransom for many, so that he could redeem man. Okay. And that is the reason why in 1st Peter chapter 1, he says, knowing that you were not redeemed with things like, corruptible things like silver or gold, but by the precious blood of Christ. That's what redeemed us. Okay. Precious blood of Christ. So, God has come to redeem us. That's essentially the message of Christmas. We are in Christmas season. Okay, so when we listen to the word, have this mindset, He's my, He's my father and He has come to redeem me, save me, and just not save me, save me to the uttermost. And therefore, by any means possible, His entire motive and intention, God always intends good, even when he is hard sometimes. Okay, no, uh, if you look at uh, Elijah's spirit of Elijah, I mean the prophetic Elijah, prophets are very scary people, you know it says in revelation about the guys, the two prophets who come, one is Elijah and the other is Enoch, they tormented the souls of people, of those who were dwelling on the earth, they tormented, I mean that's crazy, what a word, their very life is a torment, their words is a torment, the decisions that they make the torment, the priorities that they have, Torments everybody else. They terrorize people by their very lifestyle. It's a, it's an indictment on the on the value system of this world. Okay, but all that so that people can be redeemed. That's the whole intention and 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 the uh, and the and the mind of God. The heart of God is to redeem people. Okay, and the constant reference that we every time is to go. I mean, those days we were very regular Christian and Easter uh, uh believers. Uh, on on Christmas we were. Full suit and boot, okay. And if you don't have suit, we were, we would really complain, okay. Even if the suit did not match, we would wear one blazer and go. So that is how we were, no? Very regular, special offering, okay. In the tents, because there's an overflow always, no? In mainline churches, you know what I'm talking about, right? In the tent and we, we were those kinds of believers, right? And one, every time we used to have a special guest on Christmas Day. And some people are really gifted of gifted by God. And one of the constant refrains every Christmas by and large I would hear is, Is Jesus born in your heart today? Okay. Uh, we are celebrating uh, Jesus' birthday. It's not a problem. Only thing is which birthday? Okay. I mean, what is his age? In our lives. One man of God wrote an article on adolescence. So don't get offended, okay? I went through that process. Let us see what he has to talk about adolescence. Adolescence is the awareness of deeper biological currents. From within. And the excitements of things without. Within and without. Not uh, uh, doubts within and uh, troubles without, no. Excitements within and opportunities without. To gratify those new longings. A new awareness of also of a larger world and a desire for significance and a recognition within, within it in the meaning of one's own person. You want to find meaning. That is an adolescence. An intensive relationship with peers at the expense of parents whose authority now is questioned if not rejected. As is that of the adult world itself. A delight in one's own opinions and the ability to form them as constituting the definitive truth of a matter. What I believe, my opinion, is the truth. A remarkable skill in lawyer-type argumentation that stupefies and silences parents. How we argue. I I remember how I argued with my mother as to why I should watch a movie. Mama, you do not know. This is, first of all, you'd promise that I finished my exam. You will said that I'll go for a movie, right? This is one of the best movies that has come. And I used to argue with my parents and they would think, man, this guy is going to argue people into the kingdom. But no, I never use those for skills for gospel preaching. No. Argumentation, which starts, stupefies and silences parents and gives suggestion of a wit whose source is supernatural, but it's not God. That is adolescence. A time of indulgence of appetites for junk food and sugar-coated things without regard for health or body which seem to be invincible and not lacking in energy energy at all. Hmm? (laughs) No, no, no. Burger King, Burger Den, Universal Bakery and uh, Irani Chai and Usmania and for some people cigarette also. Hmm? Invincible Okay, sugar-coated junk food.
1: Characteristically
0: loud, lazy, undisciplined, self-indulgent, headstrong in enthusiasms. Fickle and changing in affections and loyalties. Inexplicable in moods from depression to elation. Adolescence. My goodness, when I was reading this, I said, boy lord, this is me. <laughs> How much I troubled my parents, no? Generally contemptuous of substantial authority figures, while adulating the scummiest of subculture heroes as objects of swooning, adulation and near worship. Who's your favorite? Justin Biber. Scummiest of heroes. Sorry to say that. He's a believer. No, 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 no. He's a believer. You know that? He sings for Jesus. But disdain for substantial authority figures. Inordinate attention to one's complexion, hair, body and appearance. Bah! That is what characterizes, no? I remember my French cut, this cut and that cut and only pepe. That I wore that pepe for two years without washing sometimes, no? Yeah, yeah, exactly, Pastor Sister Shallow and opinionated, with long, intensive hours on the telephone to the peers, and no more than monosyllable grunts to teachers and parents. Huh? Yes? I'm okay? Fine. You have your food? Hungry? Oh, bye. And with peers? Oh! matcha. Hours and hours in Irani Chai, those days. After school college. Capable of profuse emotion, sympathies, excessive kindness and cruelty at the same time. Remember those days, I remember my fellow, my brother, my, not my brother, no, sorry, I hope he will become my brother. His name is Rajesh Reddy. First year engineering, those days, ragging, compulsory. Excessively sympathetic to her towards his peers. Arey nobody will rag you, re. And when somebody came to rag him, my goodness, he punched the daylight out of that fellow. And later, those fellows came with a four-member gang and bashed him up. And I started controlling him. I said, Rajesh, take it easy, bro. No, I want to take a knife. I want to slaughter them. Are ready? <laughs> this is not Rayal Sima. Excessive. Kindness and you should see kindness also. I'll give you anything. Self-justifying and incapable of reproof and admonition. Not disposed to receive instruction and correction at all.
1: What do you know? What do you know what I am going through? Easily hurt, offended,
0: slighted, agitated. Misunderstood, unfairly accused, and whose favorite phrase is, huh? it is not fair. Well, the writer leaves us with a question. A painful season, enough in 10 years, but tragic and when protracted into adulthood. One preacher calls it adult, adult adolescence. What is the spiritual correspondence to this as it is found in the body of Christ? What solution? Article ends. My favorite author, I am not going to mention his name, okay? I was stunned when I read this, no? Why am I saying this? We are 12 years into the church and 12 complete, 13 running. That is how India will say, what is your age? 12 complete, 13 running. Okay. I, I said, Baba, what is that? What is this running business? It is like telling your phone number. What is your phone number? 994. Seven, seven, no. Uh, you run. <laughs> you run through your digits, no? What is this is what is this running business? Yeah, we are also okay fine. We'll use Indian language. We are an Indian. We're in India. Our English is also English, that is Telugu plus English. Okay. Or Tamil plus English or whatever you call it. <laughs> so we were also twelve years, thirteen running. And today happens to be the 12th day, 13th, I mean, it's the 13th day of the 12th month. And we want to learn from a man who was, who finished 12 years, 12 years and 13 running. Who is that man? I titled today's message, Jesus at 12. Okay. All that to bring you to Jesus at 12. Yeah. Let us read from his account from Luke's gospel chapter two.
1: So when they had performed
0: all things according to the law of the Lord, this is when Jesus was born and on the 40th day, he goes to the temple and he is dedicated. And Simeon and Anna prophesy over him, etc. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth, and the child grew. Kya baat hai? And became strong in the spirit. Filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. Now, by the way, that adolescence also talks about uh cleaning up your room. I didn't want to write that because it's too close to my heart. So <laughs> then you will say, physician, heal yourself. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I remember you no, know, I remember my prof, uh we had a student from uh Bengal, Abhijit Kundu. I remember his name. Brilliant guy. Brilliant guy, messed up room. Okay. My prof had to call him. He was not picking up the phone. No, He has his odd hours. Prof is calling him. He not picking up the phones. <laughs> so my prof has got this <laughs> uncharacteristic nature of going to the hostel room. Okay. <laughs> this happens in universities. Okay. He goes to the hostel room and he is knocking the door. Abhijit. He opens the door. <laughs> Order. He has to go like this. No. And he... <laughs> all kinds of nonsense all around noodles stinking after 4 days just left like that adolescence is crazy life no but i want to look at jesus no child grew became strong in the spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of god was upon him try to understand this real growth growth always measured in, is, is always measured in terms of the spirit understand that In as far as we as believers are concerned, real growth is always measured in terms of the spirit. Real strength is spiritual because he was, he grew strong in the spirit, it says. Real strength is spiritual, not that of the body or even that of the mind. Because we have people who are brilliant, but useless. There's an old proverb which says, almost a proverb, an unrewarded genius is almost a proverb, yeah? Yeah. He is an oxymoron, unrewarded genius. Real wisdom is spiritual wisdom. And finally it says, all this is possible. Why? Because what was upon him? The grace of God was upon him. Just, make, just keep that in mind when we go through the scriptures today. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was, oh, what, 12 years old, They went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy who just lingered behind in Jerusalem—boy Jesus—boy Jesus Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph, his mother, did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. So Jesus grew. Okay, All of us, when we were born again, we had the new person born in us. Okay. He has to grow. And we also have the old nature, which was born first. You know what it is? Born of the flesh. The old Vijay. He was born first. Right? We are all born first, not directly into the kingdom. We have to be born again into the kingdom. So the first person who was born is of the flesh. The second person who is born is of the spirit. Jesus also came in the likeness of flesh and he was born of the spirit. And all of us, we know. Are born again. of Hopefully, all of us have been born again in the Spirit. And what the constant refrain or the admonition is that, an exhortation is that we should grow. So we have the new guy who has to grow, and the old person who has to grow. And you find this typology, uh, which which has to be put to death. Sorry, uh, not not grow. It has to be put to death. It's already grown. So we we have we have uh, this new person who has to grow. And then he was to come to maturity. And then you have the old guy who's already there for years, occupying the place in your life. Yes, positionally he's, he's dead in the waters of baptism. But uh, he's already there. Okay, he's there. Deep down in, inside of us. And you see the typologies through the New Testament, Old Testament, etc. Today we'll look at one typology of it. Of it. Okay, understand this in, the, in that perspective. You have the man of the spirit and the man of the flesh. Genesis chapter 4 talks about this. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. And she bore again, she bore again, this time, his uh, brother Abel. And now, Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Abel also brought her the first fruit, etc. So we have two people. You have the, you have Cain, and you have Abel. So who's Cain? Cain is a his name means acquirer. He's the one who's interested in acquisitions. Okay. Cain, he's a tiller of the what? Of the ground. The word for tiller is adab or abad, which from which we get the word worship. He worships the what? The earth. He worships the dust. He's a worshipper of the earth. He's a tiller of he's a tiller of the earth. He worships the earth. All of us, in the flesh, okay, we are all people who. Worship the earth. The word for dust is Adama. Okay. Which means dust. God created Adam from Adama. Adam was created from Adama, which means dust. Okay. And uh, the food for Satan is dust. Adama. On the dust he feeds, which is our flesh. We, we, we know that in different contexts. We heard that and studied that. So we have Cain who's an acquirer. What's his life? Full of his pursuits is to acquire. Acquire, 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 acquisition, to possess, more and more and more. He is a worshipper of the earth, that which is of the earth, earthly. James 3 talks about this kind of a person. He's wise, he's a smart guy, he's successful. Okay. James 3 talks about this person who is who is wise and understanding among you. Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly. Second, sensual. Third, demonic. Okay. Earthly. Sensual. Demonic. Anything which is of the earth, which is sensual, which is only of the soul, the word for sensual is soul, which is void of the spirit, meaning, which is of the earth, which is of the soul, is open to the demonic. And you have people all around the world full of demonic wisdom. Okay. This demonic wisdom is actually increasing. And, uh, I was talking to Pastor yesterday when we were driving back home, I said, have you, have you seen the superhero movies. If you are a super, I mean, if you've watched Marvel comic movies, most of the superheroes, except Batman, except Batman, that is a different story altogether. What is this? How does how does how does that fellow get uh, that his superhuman strength? Spider-Man goes to this lab, which is tampering with the DNA. Suddenly, he is bitten by the spider, and the graphic shows the DNA has been tampered with and manipulated. And he comes home and he becomes a new man. It's all superhuman abilities. What has happened? Demonic, sensual wisdom. I'm telling you honestly. What what has happened during the times of Noah? The sons of God saw the daughters of men and they tampered with the human genome. Crazy ideas in movies. The guy has got an amputated hand. So what is his idea? His idea is this. You have a lizard. The lizard can shed its tail and get, get, it back, get back its tail again. Right? Oh, I'll use that DNA to, imp, to. Imp, I mean, I'll just put that DNA into myself and what will happen? I'll get back my hand just like the lizard gets back its tail. And the genome gets converted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those crazy, strange ideas. What is the whole idea? Tamper with the human DNA. It's there, it's happening. And we have the new vaccine, which is... okay. My goodness.
1: Are we living in those times?
0: And Jesus says, like the time, days of Noah will be the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was he talking about? What are we just talking about? Uh, just a preoccupation with the earthly? I think it's a preoccupation with the demonic. You see, there was a time when people were atheists, but they are no longer atheists. No, that has gone out of the window. They are all spiritists now. You go to any bookstore, you will find a huge section on spiritism. Huge section. Getting power without submitting to authority of God. It's a spirit of witchcraft. And what is it? It is a spirit of Cain. Why, because a guy is of the earth, he's of the senses, he's of the demonic, that is the reason why he says, not like cain who uh, who was of the evil one, who was of the devil, he had his demonic DNA of the devil right right through him it's sp- spiritual of course it's interesting how in how incredible all of our that is the reason why he says we are all what of vipers oh you know the word for brood? generation of vipers, we have the DNA of the serpent inside of all of us. And that is the reason why when we are born again, we receive a new DNA, which is from God. Spiritual DNA, so to speak. So that that is Cain. All right? And then you have Abel, who is born, which is a type of all of us who are born again of the spirit. You know what the word for Abel means? Abel means... Oh, I didn't get you. What is that? (laughs) Breaths? <laughs> Habel. Okay, there's, you know, Hebrew is a beautiful language. Tweak with the vowels and you have different meanings. Habel means breaths. Habel, Habel or Abel. Okay. Just change the vowel sound a little bit. It means vanity. Okay. So what is Abel? Abel is a guy who is born of the spirit and the one who re- realizes that this earthly life is all vanity. Who is Cain? He's a worshiper of the ground. Who is Abel? He's a shepherd. That's interesting. Did you think that uh, these things were just mentioned randomly? They're choosing professions. Genesis chapter 46 we will talk about shepherds. We know this very well. Genesis chapter 46 verse 33. So it shall be when you, when, you, when Pharaoh calls you and says, what is your occupation that you shall say, your servant's occupation has been livestock from your, from our youth even till now, both we and also our fathers, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen for every, huh, shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. So what is he choosing? He is choosing something which is an absolute abomination to the world. Now let me tell you something here. It is not that the professions that we choose are automatically spiritual just because i'm a pastor i'm more spiritual than software engineers or software engineers no or professors or teachers or researchers or scientists or whatever profession that you have chosen for yourself or doctors or or whatever profession hmm? the idea is not that the idea is of a mindset you see Joseph had different professions. He was uh, an administrator in Potiphar's household. He was a helper in the prison for the prison, to the prison warden. And then he was the prince of Egypt. But you know what? He had an attitude of a shepherd. So what did he do? He protected his people. It's an attitude. Okay. So. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we'll talk about that. And who is this Abel? He's a guy who has got a mindset which, which is of the eternal. He knows that this life is what? Transient. It's like a vapor. It's like a breath. Abel means breaths is like a vapor. This life is breaths, It's transient. Okay. Just passes off like that. Therefore, in second Corinthians chapter 4, we know from verse 16, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but which are things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporary or transient, and the things which are unseen are eternal. So what does Abel have his his mind on? He has a mind on the eternal. And what is Abel? Cain, a guy who's got mind on on things which are of the earth. And he's one who's acquiring, acquiring, acquiring. His life is full of acquisitions. You should see some of the acquisitions which are made by big companies. So at least three or four years back, I heard that Apple had $600 billion in cash reserves. What? 600 billion dollars. Just go home and see how many zeros. It is not rupees. It is almost like one third of the GDP of India. So if Apple were to choose today, he can purchase Telangana, Andhra Pradesh, Maharashtra, and much of the south and say this is mine. So much of money. What is their next thing, next goal? Acquire, 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 acquire. That's exactly what is happening. All the big tech comes, firms, firms just acquiring and acquiring, not letting the small fish. You know that YouTube was, was acquired by who? By Google. Once upon a time it was his own. Okay. I think it was acquired for a staggering 18 billion dollars, if I'm right. What is this? Life is full of acquiring, 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 acquiring. That is Kane. And what is Abel his life is this life is transient he has a different mindset you know he's a man of the spirit he's a man of faith. that is the reason why it says Abel by faith offered a a more excellent you see is this not excellent of course it is excellent but Abel is more excellent okay so so it doesn't matter which profession that you have this is a mindset David was a shepherd boy for a, for a season. Then he became the commander of the army. Then he became the king of Judah. Then he became the king of Israel. But what was he primarily in all these situations? Look at what it says in Psalm 78. One of my favorite verses. He chose David his servant. And took him from the sheepfolds. From following the hooves that had young he brought him to shepherd Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance so he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands so it was he had incredible wisdom he was not he was not a fool Abel was not a, he's not a fool he is guileless but he's not a fool okay his mind is on the eternal i'll come to that point a little later but i'll i'll tell you what 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 reality is what truth is Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Again, my favorite verses. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. It, this is in the New Living Translation. And verse 9 onwards. But then, because the preacher was what? Wise. He went on teaching the people all he knew. He collected proverbs and classified them. <laughs> For the preacher not only, was not only a wise man, but a good teacher. He not only taught what he knew to the people, but taught them in an interesting manner. That is what my, my aim is always, you know? whenever I used to go to class also those days, Lord, I mean, my, not Lord, I was, if I have to teach, I should teach that the guy will fall in love with the subject, fall in love, whatever I teach. Okay. So by the time I finished, my, <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't believe it, I finished uh, the first time, first time I taught my master's level course in the university. After I finished the course, I had four students coming and said, sir, I want to work with you. Suddenly they got interest and one of them became my master student with me published with me okay so this is what interesting way look at what it says interesting the wise man the wise man's words are like goats that spur to action how goats they nail down important truths students are wise who master what their teachers tell them mm mm-hmm. not learning enti mastering Look at what it says. It goes on to say, The words of the wise are like cattle prods. Painful but helpful. No, so many times. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Wow. Their collected sayings are like nail-studded stick with which a shepherd drives his sheep. I like that. Look at again another translation. The words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. The preacher Sought to find acceptable words. And what was written was upright words of truth. The words of the wise are like gourds. And the words of scholars are like well-driven nails. Given by one shepherd. What does he have? He has an understanding of the word of God. Who is able, a shepherd. Who had revelation of who God really is. That is the reason why his offering was acceptable. Revelation. Not religion. Revelation. What is revelation? Where God reveals His heart. He reveals His nature. He reveals who He is to you. Okay. I remember I t- told you so many, so many years back, no? When do you have a revelation? When you get into a relationship, which is covenantal. Okay, Abel was in a covenantal relationship with God. I'll give you the example. My wife is here? Yeah, oh, she's gone downstairs, okay. Maybe she's watching. Those days now, we used to go out for uh, dinners or uh, play a restaurant. Before we got married, we were courting. It's called courtship period, no? Courtship period, I pay the bill. Now? (laughs) No, 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 I still pay the bill, okay. (laughs) So, courtship period was, um, take her to the restaurant, drag the chair, okay, order noodles, Order all that thing and eat with what? Fork and knife. huh? And she said, boy, what a man with manners. Don't make sound while you're eating with a the, with the fork and knife, remember? Huh? Yeah, 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 don't make sound. And don't uh, do eat properly. <laughs> don't make any sounds. And she was impressed. Okay. Then marriage happened. Then she realized that I'm a sambar lover. So in sambar lovers, you know how they eat sambar, no? You cannot eat sambar without sound. Sorry. Okay. You have to make the sound and you have to lick every part of your hand. And she said, Baba, I didn't know this about you. Revelation. (laughs) Why? Because now she's into a relationship with me, you see. See, what did Abel have? He had revelation. He understood the truth about who God is. What did Cain have? No revelation. He had religion. He was very religious, extremely religious by the way. Because he worked hard and he said, my fruit. Some of it, of course. See, shepherds are a different breed altogether. They have a heart. Which is that of God's. Jeremiah chapter 3 will talk about this. Return of backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. See that? <laughs> I will take you, one from a city, two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Why am I saying this? God is married to us. And only those people who have this kind of a marriage relationship with God can be shepherds, honestly. And I will give you what? Shepherd, shepherds according to my own heart. Who was Who was David? A shepherd according to God's own heart. You see. And you should see the Psalms. What a revelation about God. That is worship is revelation. There cannot be genuine worship without revelation. You see. And I will give you shepherds according to my own heart. KJ will use the word pastors according to my own heart. 3.6, 3.15. Who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So shepherds don't take them lightly. And what is it? All of us are called to be shepherds. By the way, do you know that? You are all—if you are a husband or a father—you are sh- called to shepherd your children. If you are a wife, you are called to shepherd your children. Okay. We are prepared. I mean, that exactly—that's exactly what the 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 last commission or the great commission to Peter specifically. Not go and disciple. You know what? The great commission to Peter was feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. Three things. If you love me, Peter, if you know my heart, Peter, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, tend my sheep. Feed my lambs, lambs meaning small, small children in the Lord. Feed them. And that's exactly what he says in 1st Peter chapter he says, I, a fellow elder, talk to you as elders. What should you do? Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you. Exercising oversight, not for filthy lucre, not for not compulsory, etc, etc. He gives you. And then when the great shepherd comes, what happens? Uh, he will reward you with what? With a crown of glory. See that? That's exactly the heart of Moses. Look at when Moses realizes that he's not entering into the promised land. This is what he he has to say to God. This is what he prays in Numbers chapter 27. Then Moses spoke to the Lord saying, let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation. What? The God of the what? Note that. Spirits of all flesh. Set a man over the congregation who may go out before them and go in before them, who may lead them and, and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep who have what? No shepherd. And that's exactly the plight of the last days. You have congregations without shepherds. They're sheep without shepherds. Exactly, exactly what Jesus looks at Israel and he says, you know what? Have compassion upon them. You know why? Because they are, they are sheep without shepherds. And he calls the 12 disciples and he says, go and preach now. The call to discipleship starts with that conviction and with that burden. Burden of handing over the heart of a shepherd to his disciples. Then Moses spoke to the Lord saying, let the Lord God, the spirits of all flesh and shepherd Israel. That's exactly what Abel was, a shepherd who had the heart of God. Whose mind was interested in the things of God. He was growing, both were growing and they were both choosing professions. And in your profession, whatever profession that you are, that God has placed you in, doesn't matter if you are, whatever odd profession, you could be even a maid in a, in a, in a, in a home. And who brought Naaman to the Lord? A simple maid from Israel. What was she? She had a heart of a shepherd. See? And then what happens? Genesis chapter 4. Adam knew Eve, and then verse 3. And in the process of time. What is that? The word is, and the end of time. Or the word is, the end of the ages. Who brought an offering? Abel brought his life. And Cain brought his life. At the end of the ages. Both people, one of the spirit and one of the flesh will bring his life. And God will examine.
1: Oh, Abel, man of faith. Cain, full of flesh. End of time. Let me tell you something.
0: An end of the decision is the truth of the decision. What did I say? The end of a decision is a truth of the decision. That is reality. Re- truth is what is ultimate meaning. Give, let me give you an example. I make a decision. Ultimately, where is it going to end me, uh, uh, take me in eternity? That is the truth. You understand? I make a decision. Lord made a decision.
1: Okay. Everything looked fantastic. And the end of the decision is what? Truth.
0: Abraham, he did not make a decision. He said, Lord, you make a choice for me. The end of the decision is the truth of the decision. So we are all here because we have made so many choices. That's the reason why I place before you blessing and curse. You choose. We've heard it yesterday in the Q&A. Choose. And we're all making choices, by the way. All of us. Right from the time we got up in the morning, we were making choices whether to sleep a little more and roll over the bed Or turn this side and that side. Or get up and listen to the voice of God.
1: We are all making decisions
0: and what we are here is the sum total of all our decisions. Is this the truth of the decision? Is a question we need to ask. People take choose professions. There are some courses in even in IITs which is called fraud courses. Really. There is a course called Neural Networks. Fraud course. Why do people take it? Because they want to get a grade. Easy grade. Ari, to fraud area. Fraud course. It's not gonna, it's not gonna take you anywhere. See, that is the reason that nothing in life is random. <laughs> Call it deterministic. <laughs> what you have is because you made a bunch of choices and exactly where it has led you. The professions that you choose. Either they could be heavenly or earthy. And And the reality is what? When the end of time, when you bring this offering before God. And now you're saying, oh, mine will be accepted. God saw Abel. He had respect for him and his offering. But for Abel, Cain and his offering, he did not have respect. Why? Because Abel was a man of faith. Man of the spirit. At the end of time, God is also going to examine our lives. Let me show you. Let me show you from scripture. What is the new covenant equivalent of this? Matthew chapter 13. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came to him saying, Explain to us a parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said to them, He who sows a good seed is the son of God. The field is the world. The good seeds are the... Sons of the kingdom. Isn't it interesting? The parable of the sower, the good, the seed is the word of God. Now what, what does God do? He takes those people who are born of the word and he plants them into the kingdom, into the, into the world. But the tares are the, ah, you have Abels and Cains all around. There could be Abels and Cains here, sitting right here, and there could be cane inside all of us, there is a cane, If you're honest. But these, the sons are the, uh, the the tares are the sons of the kingdom. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. That is the reason why Cain is called. He is of the wicked one or the devil. The harvest is the ah, the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. And God is going to look at your offering and Cain's offering. Whether is it Cain's offering or whether it's Abel's offering? Is it the, of the spirit or is it of the flesh? Who's grown inside of you? Who's growing inside of you? Abel or Cain? Is a question. Therefore, as the tales are gathered and burned with fire, so will be at the end of the age. The end of the age. Everything will be tested by fire. <laughs> Son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all that offend. And those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace, they will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous shall shine forth as a son in the kingdom of the Father. He was has ears, let him hear. That is the first example of growing. Who's growing inside of us? Abel or Cain? What are the decisions we are making? The decisions which strengthen the spirit or which strengthen the flesh?
1: Another example. Genesis chapter 25.
0: Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord granted his plea and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But the child struggled together within her. And she said, if all is well, why am I like this? So he went and inquired of the Lord. Okay. And on my family have um, Justin's sister who's had twins. Okay. And very interesting things that I learned about twins. They, they, when the doctors they do the scan, they said they, they call the twin A, twin B. Okay, twin A, twin B. What is twin A? The more dominant twin. Right from the womb, it is dominating. And what is Tim, the twin B? He's the one who's submissive. So what is the twin A doing? Kicking this fellow to the side. And taking all the nourishment from the mother. Okay. It happens, I think, if I'm, if I'm right, if, I'm, if my knowledge and understanding is right, if I, it happens with unident, unidentical twins, if I'm right, I don't know. But twin A, twin B, they, they, they all the doctors say there's, there is a, there is a, there's always a battle which is going on within the dominant twin and the submissive twin. And I know who's the dominant one in our home. Okay. <laughs> the girl is the dominant one. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yes. She's, this is happen, this happens. It's, it's natural. It's something which is proven by science. Okay. And this happened to Rebecca. Sangarj going on. Okay. Two fellows b- battling each other. I think both of, both of them are equal. I don't know. And look at what it says. Look at how God answers Rebecca's question. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. Who are those two peoples? He didn't say. Okay. One people shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. This battle is going on right from the womb. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in the womb and the first came out red. That's the reason why it's called Edom. Which means, which is coming, which comes from the root word Adam. Which is of Adam. The first person always is Adam. The second person is the last Adam. So the second fellow comes out. How does he come? Grasping the heel. You know what he says? You know what? I should have domination over the flesh and not the flesh over the spirit. Uh, But this thangarsh is going on in all of us. This battle is going on. How does uh, Galatians chapter 5 look at this? The flesh lusteth against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are what? Contrary to one another. Jacob and Esau. Fighting, fighting. All of us, in you know, all of us, there is a uh, Jacob. Don't say, oh no, I am not like J- Esau. No, no, no. There is an Esau. Esau in all of us. Flesh is lusty again. So, two two nations, two two natures are in you. <laughs> Which is born of the flesh, the first Vijay. Who is... Adamic was red and the other fellow is the one who is born of the spirit and he wants to have the precedence. It's a pipe, it's a picture of a believer. Okay. And what does God say? Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. The first person is of the flesh. Whom does God love? He hates the flesh. And he loves the spirit. The man who was born of the spirit. He says, I have disdain for Amalek and I have what? Declared war on Amalek. How long? From generation to generation. You know, it says, uh, when you look at the, uh, the the war in Exodus chapter 17, it doesn't say uh, Joshua killed Amalek. What it is, What does it say? Huh? He defeated Amalek. He says only prevailed against Amalek. Amalek is not killed. He's only defeated. It depends upon who is winning. Who is the one who is gaining the advantage. So what happens? Afterward, his brother came out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. So the boys, ah, both are growing now. (laughs) What happens? Esau was a skillful hunter. He is my kind of a boy. Skillful. Hunter. Where should I send him? IIT. Thank you. Thank you. You got my mind. Okay. This fellow. Brilliant fellow. Jacob was a what man? The word is used here as mild. You know what? The word for mild in the Hebrew is? Tamam. What does it mean? Tamam means? Complete. He is a complete man according to God. And they were dwelling in what? tense. Isaac loved Esau and is given the reason. What is the reason? Because he ate of his game.
1: But Rebekah loved Jacob. This is happening. So
0: we all have this battle which is going on inside of us and we are all making choices. One guy, he's living where? intent. And the other guy is a man of the field. Isn't it interesting? One guy is of faith. One guy is of the earth. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 11 about uh, Jacob. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with who? Isaac, Jacob, and, and Abraham. Where is Esau? In the field. <laughs> Interesting, that means when Jacob was alive, Abraham was alive when, when Jacob was till 15 years old, he was alive. He was a teenager. So what was he doing? He was interested in the things of God. He wanted to know about God from his grandfather and his father. And what is he Not interested. Where is he? Very busy. Very busy. Very, very busy. One man of God, no? Recently I heard him. Pastor, please pray for my mother. Please fast and pray for my mother. Uh, What are you going to do? I am very busy. I'm working from uh, morning till evening. I don't have the time to fast. Please, please, can you fast? And he said, Daughter of Satan, <laughs> use those words, okay? You will not fast, but you want me to fast. Why? You are very busy.
1: What a resource. Busy. No time. Busy. Very, very, very busy. Busy people.
0: I was also one of them. Esau. Busy. How many days? 365 days didn't go to church. What is that? Skillful hunter. Skillful hunter. And suddenly God had to catch me. What an irony now. 17 times in the church now. God is just literally taking me back with interest. You see? And what is Esau? Esau is a man who is given to his appetites. Man of what? Appetites. He does not have any interest in the things of God. What is Jacob thinking? Birthright, 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 birthright. He's always looking for opportunities to get the upper hand. What does he have? His interest is in the birthright. His interest is in the eternal. What is his mind full of birthright? How should I get the birthright? How should I get the birthright? How should I get the birthright? thinking, 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 thinking. What is Esau? Man of the flesh given to appetites. Look at what it says in Proverbs 23. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you. And put a knife to your throat. That means your Adam's apple will go. Right? So just put a knife there near your Adam's apple. So that when you gulp, it will cut you. I don't know what you have, ladies, but the, the, the Adam's apple equivalent to ladies. So, put a knife to your throat if you are a man who is given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies for they are what food? Deceptive food. I'll tell you something. Food is deceptive. Okay. Food has to be tasty. delicious, delicious. What are we? We are gourmets connoisseurs okay, of excellent food. We just don't eat food, we taste and enjoy delicacies. Some other translations. While dining with a ruler, pay attention to what is before you. If you are a big eater, put a knife to your throat. Don't desire all the delicacies for he might be tricking you ah let, let me tell you the modern day equivalent of this software job sodexo sodexo coupon.
1: okay food at office okay
0: discipline gone okay. full money but no character to hold on to the money now, what has happened? Suddenly, the lifestyle changes. Remember? I mean, I know exactly how life, lifestyle changed, okay? I graduated exactly at the time when IT was booming. Those days, if you get a job in Satyam, which is completely a Satyam. Okay, okay Satyam. Satyam. Oh, Satyam computers. Abba! Now, Satyam computers. You'll say, you no, know, if you get a job in Infosys, Amma, oh, Infosys, Narayan murti. Oh, Infosys. Now, Qualcomm, Broadcom, Apple, Google, I don't know the names. Now, you should see how IITs, they themselves, advertise their pay packages. IIT Roorkee got the highest pay package of 1.39 crores for a graduate with a B-Tech program. What does it do? What does it do? The world is a system which you. Isn't it interesting how God takes his people through a process? When he brings people out of the wilderness, you know what he says? I caused you to hunger. I humbled you. I proved you to see what is in your heart so that you will understand man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That is the world system. And what is, what is, um, our, 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 we we are, we, what happens therefore, now suddenly you're called to full-time ministry. Just imagine. Oh, no, you're used to this kind of a lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. See, and that becomes a block, huge block. Every person who is genuinely
0: used of God, he had to go through a process of intense discipline. You know that? Especially lack. Look at what it says in First Kings chapter 18. What about the prophets of Baal? Therefore, send all together and gather as well to, to me, Mount Carmel, the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah, who ate, eat at Ah, Jezebel's table. Where is Jezebel's table? Ahab's table and Jezebel's table? Same now. It is a what, what table? King's table. Who are eating, the prophets are Baal are eating at the kings of, at the table of Jezebel. What is the table of Jezebel? Full of delicacies and voluptuous things of this world. Full! And what does God do to confront the powers of darkness? He chooses a man, hides him from the king's table, and what does he feed him? Twice a day from the beak of a crow. Why? One guy has to completely die to the flesh so one day he can confront the powers of darkness. Because he has he has learned the process of dying to himself and not loving his life to the death. You know why? Because in all of us, the, the wisdom is of the world is self-preservation. It's self-preservation. You see, the acuteness of the spirit goes when your stomach is full. I remember his mother, Edward Williams' mother, first, thing, the three things she told her. Before she passed away. Edward, whenever any man calls you, don't say how many people are coming. If your dates are free, give him. Second thing, Edward, people will call you for a lot of food. You know, get up from the table when your stomach is still half empty. You know why? It's hard to have a burden for souls without a burning stomach. I am telling you, we have learned this through experience. For my life. When I eat, I sleep. And I get irritated. What is this lot? This equation? Yeah. You eat full of rice, starch. And sambar. Or like a lion, you eat only meat. You sleep for 18 hours because protein has to take a long time to digest. You lose your spiritual sharpness and that edge is gonna have seen or experienced. This is not, this is not knowledge. This is experiential knowledge. I can teach you how to swim and say this is how to swim, this is how to swim. But you learn swimming only when you jump into the pool. Experientially. I saw, get irritated, what is this? So sometimes, I said, Sister, I said, Vijay, can I get send you food? I said, Sister, sir, you know, this <laughs> when this goes inside, sleep comes automatically. Huh? See, a, you lose that spiritual sharpness. You see that? And you know, Daniel was a guy who understood this. He said, You know what? I do not want to take anything from the king's table. What is the king's
1: table? The ruler of this world. The ruler of this world will put all kinds of delicacies before you. Not necessarily bad. <laughs> not necessarily bad.
0: But do you have the discernment to say no to it? No, 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 no. no. Look at what it says in Daniel chapter 1. I love this passage, okay. The king appointed for them a daily portion of the king's. Ah, it's not food, Baba.
1: Delicacies. Raja Bhogam. It's called in Telugu mama ain't mama king. You deserve it.
0: After all, you worked hard, so hard to come up the ladder. You deserve it. Delicacies. And of the wine which she drank. And three years of training for them so that at the ah uh, uh, end of time. You see that?
1: You see, you should have a mindset of eternity, of the end of time. That they may serve the king. You know what?
0: Jesus also feeds us with delicacies. You know where the delicacies are? This is the delicacy. Okay. If you're if you're fasting and not feeding on the word of God, you're starving. What did I say? Ah, you're starving. It is not called fasting. Then fasting enough. If you're fasting and feeding on this, you know what? Suddenly, supernaturally, you lose hunger. You know that? Again, experiential knowledge. Initially, your head will go for a spin. Your body will revolt. And you say, Vijay, what are you doing to yourself, Ray? That pounding headache. All kinds of fumes coming through your ears. And your irritation. And you irritate your wife also. And she says, please don't fast. Because you irritate me with your fasting. See, I remember, no, the, we went for a 40-day fast. Remember, first two meals we fasted. Third, third meal was a la- first dinner. So, three, uh, full two meals over, and I go back home. And if I don't have the kind of food that I'm desiring, I mean, desiring or wanting, wanting, I said, "What is this?" And she said, "You are fasting, right?" I, suppose, I was thinking that you are having, coming with the presence of God in your mind.
1: What is this? irritation. Everything will come out.
0: But then you know, you keep over a period of time, you'll see how sharp your spiritual senses will be. You'll see how powerfully and clearly you can hear from God. And what does this guy do? King's delicacies. Look at what he says. And the chief of the eunuchs said to us, oh, sorry, he, he, he makes but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the King's delicacies. I know this delicacy. I know where it is taking me. I know if I
1: get used to this lifestyle, gone. Okay. Sukham ga varbanaki. Sukham.
0: That is our, that is our, Sukham That is our statement in Telugu. No? Sukham. See. Nor for the wine which he drank, therefore he requested of the chief of eunuchs that he might not defile himself, see how does the revelation start in Daniel's life decision at the food sta- at the food, at the food table now God brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs and the chief of eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my Lord, who has appointed your food and drink for why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men of what of your age, what are the young men of your age doing Baba what are they doing? Are they not enjoying this food? And are they not, not also equally successful? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I know where this food is taking me. It is going to trap me. Then you would endanger, endanger my head before the king. You know what, Daniel? You know you know the story. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over him, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah also stand. Please test your servants for 10 days. Let them give us What? vegetables to eat and water to drink. Kya hai, shakahari. I went to uh, the Kirana shop near my home okay, where I, I'm a regular customer. No? Kya sab, Christmas kya kana, kya bana rahe? Yes. Yaar, aap Rajasthan se ho na. Rajputo aap, uh, aap to shakahari ho. Nice. <laughs> We are not Shakahari. Andi Yampar. We will hide the anda here and we will sell it also. Outside world, we are Shakahari. Mm. Vegetables and <laughs> just <laughs> it's like uh, I know in my home also it's like that, no? In the morning it is nice non veg curry. In the evening it becomes vegetable. I said, how? It is it is meat and aloo in the morning. By the time it is in the evening, only aloo. Oh, interesting. Vegetables for me? (laughs) You see, you see, you see. Please
1: please test your servants.
0: And give them vegetables to eat. And water to drink. And he tested, no? At the end of how many days? 10 days. Okay, that's the time of testing. Their features appeared better. You should see, you eat carrot and uh, cucumber for for a few days. You should see the way how your face shines. Okay. Try it out. Hmm? (laughs) Okay. And what happened? They appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate of the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the stewards took their portion away of the delicacies and the wine that they were eating. I'm drinking and I gave them vegetables. As for, now what happened? Look at this, the the way God rewards. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature. All four got what? Knowledge and skill and wisdom. But what, what did Daniel get? Understanding revelation. Where did it start, Baba. It is totally antithetical to our human understanding. What has food got to do with revelation?
1: Right. Right. If you're young,
0: if you don't, if you can't fast now, your body will not agree after a while. Learn right now, and look at what it says. I love this. This is Daniel chapter one again, verse ten. Now at the End of the days. Ah. When the king had said that they should be brought to the, uh, brought in the chief of the eunuchs, brought them in uh, in before the, in, in before Nebuchadnezzar, then the king what? Ah, interviewed them. What did he do? That's a very interesting word. What is interview? Inter plus view. He is viewing your internal. What is there inside? The other languages you will say use the word. He uh, spoke to them. Out of the abundance of your heart. Your mouth speaks. So that is the reason why your resume is not enough. Interview is important. First round, second round, third round, fourth round, they will interview, they will see what is there in your internal. That fellow. Ah. (laughs) This resume and this fellow, do they match? Kala. Projects. SAP. Experience four years. When did he graduate? Last year. How did he have four years? No, 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 no. no. I was doing internship. Aha. Why do you think consultancies thrive? Because they have to take away all these candidates. First, filtering process. Interview. What is interview? They will see your int, internal thing. Okay, Vidigunda Visham, first of all. That is the reason people are not scared of sending resumes. They are scared of the ah interview. ah Of course, you are scared of the interview. And that day, God is going to interview. What is there inside?
1: Where did it start?
0: Food. The end of the matter is the
1: truth of the matter.
0: Understand that? They interviewed him. And among them was none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Why? Because of one single decision that they will not defile themselves with the delicacies of this world. What do you want, my dear brothers, young people? What a challenge for you. Young people of your age are doing all those things, but one man takes a stand. Would to God, God will find one man here, one young man who will say, I will not defile myself. And then what happened? In all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them how many times better? Ten times better than all the magicians, all the astrologers who were in the realm. Who gave them this wisdom? All because they made a decision not to defile themselves. You see, there's a direct correlation between purity and revelation and divine wisdom. A lot of people in the world are intelligent, but they don't have wisdom. Of God. They are smart fools. They are intelligent morons. Yeah, it's true. It's a fact. Isn't it interesting? All the intelligent people in your class are not Christians. He is very intelligent. What is a fool? You all envy them, no? I wish I could solve mathematical equations like him. And when we have this Christian fellow in your class who says, you know what, I will not watch movies. I'm not interested in this nonsense talk. I don't want to be like you. What do we do? We mock him. Like Ishmael. We mock him. Oh, don't be holy, holy, okay? You know, it happens even in Christian schools also. Because on in Christian schools, I mean, I have one Christian school. I have a lot of guinea pigs over there. So I observe everybody. I'm not mentioning names because my daughter is there. She's a part of my school, so she will say, "Are you talking about me?" No, no, no. I'm not talking about you. So we have. You'll see, not all of them are interested in God. Very few are. Can you be that one? All with food, and they grew in wisdom and stature. Let's get back to Jesus now. His parents went to Jerusalem. Every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. Though so Three times every male has to appear. Right? Passover, Day of Atonement, Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot. When they had finished the days, if I'm right. Or maybe I'm getting the, one of them wrong. I don't know. Maybe Pentecost I'm getting wrong. Okay. When they had finished the days, as they entered, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among the or he was not among the relatives and acquaintances <laughs> he will not he will not be found among relatives and acquaintances. you know why no they were familiar with him, so when they did not find him he they returned to Jerusalem seeking him, so it was. That after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions, and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Wow, that's interesting. This is Jesus said. Twelve. What was he doing first? He was listening and asking questions. Two things he was doing. He was listening, asking questions, and finally giving. Answers. You see, what was Jesus' practice? His practice was to hear and listen. One of the things that I train my children in in my school is to make them sit and do consistently for a long period of time on the same job. Consistently. I'm not saying that it could be brilliant, etc. But this sustained interest in a particular thing is very important. See, And you know what? Those things have to be acquired when you are young. That is the reason why we like to catch you when you are young and we want to watch you grow. Okay. One of the sutrams that I taught my children, Guru Mukhasya what is that? Mm, look at your guru. Don't look here, there. Huh? Look here. If you look at that fellow, then you will understand. That is the reason why don't, when you are uh, listening to the preaching, don't wander here and there. Guru Mukhasya, Vidyala Vidyalabhyate. That is our old Shastram. Guru Mukhasya. Mukham means, Mukhashya means his face. Vidyalabhyate, Vidya means learning. Labhyate means you'll acquire. When you look at the face of your guru, and who is our guru? Are looking unto Ah, Jesus. And it's just not me. We, what are we doing in, through the word? We are trying to look at the face of Jesus in the Word. Jesus at 12 today, primarily. Jesus at 12. Look at Jesus at 12, my dear brothers. What was he doing? He was listening and asking questions. One, one, one man of God was asked this question, no? How old is how old is your son? He asked him, biologically or spiritually. Uh, I said, whoa, what is that? Uh, let me give you the answer. Biologically, 35 years old. Spiritually, 10. Now think about it. If you enter into eternity at that period, period, biological 35, spiritual 10, what will be your age in eternity? Ah, 10 years for the rest of your life.
1: Ah, aren't they? What was that ten year able to learn?
0: See, even if, if, even if he's a prodigy, you see he's beyond his, ah, age. Why is he called a prodigy? Because he's beyond his age. He could be ten years biological, but he's thinking like what? 35 year old, 40 year old PhDs. You understand that? He was listening and asking questions and they were astonished at his understanding. Why? You should ask this question. Why? First, two two reasons. First, Isaiah chapter 50. This is in the NASB. Okay, The Lord God had given me the tongue of a disciple. Hmm? Because you answer with your tongue. So that I may know how to sustain the one who is weary with the word. I like that word. It's Psalm, no? Uh, God has made my tongue the pen of a ready writer what a word that is <laughs> your tongue because what is more powerful the pen is more powerful than the gun right the tongue of a ready writer god has made my tongue the pen of a ready writer the lord god has given me the tongue of the disciple because i'll, I'll tell you why that is from where, where do you get that no those days there used to be a competition between uh, different pundits okay one pundit has to uh, recite a poem, and the other guy has to write as fast as he's reciting, and that is a competition. But this this used to happen during uh, during uh, the uh, Sri, Krishna, Sri Krishna Devaraya's uh, uh, times, no? Okay, so you have uh, Ramakrishna Pantalu who's who's saying something, and suddenly the fellow has to listen to it, and he has to immediately start writing. That's exactly what it means. What is Jesus doing? He's listening, writing, listening, writing. As fast as he's listening, he's processing and writing. He has a tongue of a disciple. Ready, right up. So that I may know how to sustain the weary one with the word. He wakens me when? Morning by morning. The most difficult thing for all of us. No brother, I can stay late night, but early morning not a problem. Very, very difficult. But all men of God, they rose up early in the morning. Modern day has actually messed up our timing, isn't it? Especially labs. Labs you don't know. You are living in uh, international space station. Because what is day, what is night, you don't know. 15 minutes it is rotating around the earth. Every 15 minutes. Okay, <laughs> Timelessness is what you experience in the lab. Then, the Lord has what? Opened my ear and I was not disobedient. Nor did I turn back, I was listening. And therefore what? I have more understanding. Why? Why does he have more understanding? Psalm 119, verse 99. I have more insight than all my teachers. Why? For I meditate on your statutes. That is the reason. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always, what? Thinking of your loss. So look at this, no? You have a bunch of guys who come to the Passover and they leave. They come to the Passover. That is their that, culture, that is their, cult, that is their uh, not culture, it's their tradition. They come to the Passover, and they'll, one person he wants to understand what is Passover. And he's sitting and asking questions. You know, the church is full of people like that. They come, listen to the word, and leave. But there'll be a bunch of guys who will say, What is going on over here? What has been taught to us to us today? They are what? Look at this. What is this? always thinking of your loss. I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. Why? Meditating and meditating and thinking and thinking is a lifestyle, a discipline of thinking and thinking and thinking. See? Get these principles, my dear brothers. So you have a work. You just come and go but I have a different purpose. Look at what it says in Luke's Gospel chapter 2. Let's turn back. So when they saw him, they were amazed and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this? Your father and I have been seeking you anxiously. Anything wrong? Is it anything wrong with, with Madam Mary asking this question?
1: Jesus? why are you causing us anxiety can you do this to your parents are you anxious about you
0: let me tell you something if you have a spiritual son and your parents of spiritual sons don't be anxious leave them to god god will take care you know whom you should be anxious about your sons who are not spiritual or your daughters who are not spiritual. That is the reason why Jesus, when he looks at daughters of Jerusalem, weeping. emotional Don't become too so much so emotional. Daughters of Jerusalem don't have to weep for me. Weep for your sons, your daughters.
1: Weep. Madam, son, can you do this to your parents? Answer. Hey, why did you seek me? Did you not know? Mary, did you know? <laughs> Mary, how did you become so contrary? <laughs> why was I born?
0: What is this? What are we trying to tell in, in, See, this is interesting, right? There is an average moral standard a lot of um, unbelieving uh, family, uh, maybe parents from unbelieving families, you know, they say one of the constant guilt trips is that, is this what your pastor is teaching you? To dishonor your parents? Ah, you dishonor God 24 by 7, and there is one guy in your home who is honoring God and you are angry with him, and you use this one word out of context.
1: You have compromised all your life,
0: And these are, see, God is redemptive. Don't, no, don't misunderstand me. And one guy is interested in God. Can you do this to your parents? Suddenly all ethics and moralities will come. The thing is, just imagine, can you be more moral than Jesus? See, this is the problem with, 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 with religion and tradition. It will keep you comfortable because you are at the level of average morality. But we are not called to live at that level. It's not that we don't honor our parents. We will come to that later on. How Jesus balances both. This is not a license to go and fight with your parents. No. Hey, you unspiritual people. No. I I know. Because a lot of uh, young people in their zeal, they will do all that. Don't, don't do that. So what I'm saying is this this is there's what, what the quest, question is where is your moral standard? Yeah, I am giving tithes. I'm coming to church. Don't ask me anything, please. okay please 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 please. don't goad us, don't poke us. We are comfortable, happy. For the rest of our life we want to be like this. You see, let me tell you something the days are coming, then this average morality will not work. Not gonna work. This this this, this compromise with the status quo is not gonna work. see. There has to be a push to the upward level. And he's saying, let me, I mean, I don't want to put words in Jesus' mouth. Don't you know that I should be about my? Or I would say. Don't you know that we have to be about
1: our father's business? Do you understand that? And then you are satisfied with one, one religious visit and gone. You are satisfied. But I am not. I
0: want to know what the heart of my father is. And we have to know what the heart of what? Our father is. I remember when Zach Boonan made a powerful statement. He said, I don't want my sons to remain as my sons. They have to become my brothers. So that all of us will have the same father. And we'll all be serving, serving the same father. What a statement that is. Would to God we have parents like that. One day my parents, my children will become my brothers in Christ. And they will serve me. All of us will serve our father. What are you? Oh, normal. Average is enough. What is the minimum that I need to have to get a grade in, in my exam? I say, don't take my course. If you come to me with that attitude. You can do any kind of a song and dance. I'm not giving you. There was one guy, sir, I know you don't, you are very nice. You are this, you are that, trying to flatter. I said, bro. His name is Agarwal. I said, Agarwal. Okay. I don't play with, uh, with my, uh, students grades and their lives but i expect my students not to play, play with my life okay don't come and demean the course over here don't do that see no what is the minimum if you take that professor's course a guarantee you always we are all we were all like that no a guarantee courses What should I do? Minimally, that is average. And God says, "We are in a business, and in a business, what are we should we look for? Profits. Profits. <laughs> you see, for profits, you need sons and not hirelings. All the others are hirelings. Sons are looking for what? Profits. What should we do? We should be about our father's business. What? I, what is this, Mary? What is this?" You know, sometimes, unfortunately, some of them don't have that kind of an understanding. We have to be sympathetic towards them. Pray for them. How does Jesus do that? In other words, Jesus had an acute awareness of his purpose by the time he was 12. Are we? The church is 12 years old. And we are in the 13th year. Do we have an acute awareness of our purpose in the body
1: of Christ? Is a question. Why are you searching me?
0: Other, other translations will say, Did you know that I should be my, in my father's house? My father's house is my father's business. This is his house. Luke chapter 19. Now he said, Therefore, a certain noble man went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said to them, What? Occupy till I come. Do business. Do business till I come. Do business. In other words, businessmen should look for profits. Otherwise, you should not be a businessman. Okay. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said to them, Occupy till I come. But citizen citizens hated him. And verse 15, And it came to pass when he had returned having received the kingdom. And he commanded these servants to be called unto him whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Trade. Okay. That is the reason why you should say, you, we call it, you're le- learning a what? We are learning a trade. Trade. Matthew chapter 24, verse 45. Who then is that wise and faithful servant, whom his master made ruler over his household, to give him the food in due season? Blessed is that, is that servant, whom his master. When he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his courts. But if the evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming. You remember what it says. He appoints a portion, portion with us, with the hypocrites. Lord, let me be found faithful in whatever you've ordained for me. Let me find my purpose acutely aware of it. Finally, then he went down with them to Nazareth and was subject to them. Which is interesting, right? He was subject to those people who were not as godly as him. Or as spiritual as him. But you know what? Just because he was aware of his purpose doesn't mean that he was ready for his purpose yet. There was a time of training. And what did God ordain for him? The training? The very instruments who did not understand his purpose, where God ordained instruments for his spiritual training. And what did he do? He was subject to them and Jesus increased. Man grew and now Jesus is increasing in wisdom and in stature and in favor of God and men. You see? This is Jesus' twelfth. Jesus at 12. Why? Because he was subject to them. Joshua was subject to Moses for so many years. For how many years? 38 years. 38 years. Elisha was subject to Elijah for how many years? At least 18. But that was God-ordained instrument for his training. And he was trained and he increased in wisdom and in stature, with God, in favor with God and with man. And this morning, I want to challenge all of us: How many of us are adolescents or adult adolescent still don't want to come out of our... T- <laughs> Men have toys, literally. Our toys are found in Amazon these days. Yeah, if you're always looking for the latest. I don't know why. This it's hours and hours before Amazon. It's called window shopping. No, <laughs> see that? Yeah, we are wasting time. Are we acutely aware of our purpose? Jesus was at twelve. He had an understanding of who his father was and what his business was. And he was training himself for that. And this morning, even as we are here in the house of God and we are in the 12th year, 13th running, 12th year of Christmas, right, as a church. Is Jesus at 12 in your hearts? Is Jesus in your heart acutely aware of his purpose? Has he grown? Does he have an understanding of the things which are spiritual and things which are transient? Does he have the understanding that the end of the matter is the what of the matter? The truth of the matter? Does he have the understanding of that? Or is he still playing with toys? Bala issue. You know, that is the reason why everybody gets excited with a small baby Jesus because that baby Jesus demands nothing. You demand nothing and expect nothing from the baby Jesus. No. You always say, Lalam malali, only you will sing. And that is exactly the reason why in many, many churches, we are, what we have to sing to the, to the congregation, lala malali, lala malali, and put them to sleep nicely. Here we don't have to. You automatically fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> you see, do we have an acute awareness of that? We are coming to the end of time, dear brothers. There is no time for playing games. Because the end of the ages is already here. Okay. The end of time is already here. How is Jesus in your heart today? Is a question. Is he grown? Is he strong? Is he ready for challenges? Does he have an awareness of what his purpose is? It's unfortunate that so many born again believers are still born <laughs> till that time. They're celebrating the first year, the 25th time. Right. They don't have any awareness of their purpose. But Jesus is twelve. Let us no longer be adolescent anymore. Let us press on towards maturity. That's exactly what Paul tells. The writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 5 says, by this time you ought to have been teachers, but that will still feed you with milk. And in Corinthians he says, because you do not have the strength to digest solid food. What did you not have? Strength to digest solid food. And you know what Joshua, God, Joshua tells the, 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 the children who are entering into the promised land? In three days time we are about to enter into the promised land. What should you make ready? Make ready provisions so that you can enter into the promised land. The word for provisions is food. But do you have food ready to enter into the promised land or still eating the same old manna? Entering into the promised land so that we can take hold and grab hold of the promises of God in our lives. This morning can we stand? In the presence of God. Jesus at 12 challenges us. How will Jesus at 30 be? That will be a study in itself, isn't it? Jesus at 12 challenges us. What will happen to Jesus at 30? And what will happen to Jesus at 33? Okay. A man's age is found by his Gray hair. Okay. And it says, a gray hair is a glory to a man's head if it is attained in wisdom. You know, in glory, when when uh, John sees uh, Jesus in glory, how is his hair? Full white.
1: Means what? Full wisdom. That is how he entered into eternity. Full white.
0: So if you have white hair, before your time, don't die. Like me? (laughs) Okay. Surely I will. (laughs) Okay, Gray hair is honorable if you attain it in wisdom. Amen. Jesus at 12. Let's let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for your son. The way he challenges us. And he says, Lord, he does not, not only challenges us, but he says, I give you my very spirit. Emmanuel, God with us. Who is there with us to rot those things which you desire in us. Through your Holy Spirit. The very Spirit of your Son. Because your your word says, O Lord, in Romans chapter 8. If any man does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, even though the body is perishing because of sin. The Spirit is alive because of righteousness. And the Spirit of the living God, which dwells in you, will quicken your mortal bodies. Through the very Spirit which is inside of you. And this morning. Let us ask God, Lord, grant me a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit so that I can strengthen Jesus inside of me. Father, I commit all of us, O oh Lord Jesus, into your hands. Father, you, you challenge us, but at the same time, you empower us to meet every challenge. Every challenge, O oh Lord, Father, can be met. Every obstacle can be overcome because it is not by might, not by power. It is not in our own flesh, but it is through the Spirit your word says. And I pray, Father, that you would empower every one of us, O oh Lord Jesus, so that Lord Jesus at 12 can be made complete in us. That we will have an acute awareness by, this, by the end of this year as to what our purpose is in eternity. Because the end of the matter is the truth of the matter. To that end, I pray that you would bless each one of us. Anoint us, prepare us for the days ahead. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each one of us. And God's people said, Amen. May the Lord bless you.